I'm Heidi. I'm Heather. And we're sisters. This is The H&H Show. Hey guys, welcome back to The H&H Show. We're glad you're here today. And we have a topic that we think is going to encourage you and inspire you going into the Christmas season. Yeah, I cannot believe Christmas is... So soon. It is literally around the corner. I know. I know we talk about this every year around mm-hmm. this time because December for me never changes. <laughs> it always has both of my kids having birthdays yeah. and parties and Christmas and all that stuff in it. But it is just mind-boggling to me. I I want to know from our listeners if 2020 has felt like both the longest year that we has ever existed and also the fastest. I think, in my opinion, it's both. Yeah, I agree. I look back and I think of February, Mm -hmm. and that feels like ages ago. Yes. When all of the COVID stuff Mm -hmm. kicked in, and now it's the end of December, and I'm not sure where the time went. I know. Where'd the time go in between? I know. I don't know. We do this thing on my daughter's birthday, which is December 5th. We do the same thing every year. In the evening, we go drive through our local light show Mm -hmm. like one of the cities puts on a festival of lights and so it's tradition to go get hot chocolate and coffee and then drive through these lights we're pulling up to the lights and i look at my husband i was like weren't we here like three days ago (laughs) i mean it literally felt like three days and yet 2020 has also felt like the longest year ever five years so i don't know i can't wrap my head around i think that might fall into the us not being able to comprehend time you know, the, the I mean, God is outside of time. Yeah. And sometimes I think our mind, which and our spirit, which is, is, can also be outside of time, mm-hmm. which I know we're getting into some real deep stuff there. But I think sometimes that's why we have that like conflict of how does it seem so long, but also so short. I think also because of what the year has held. Yeah. We as a generation have never experienced something like the year 2020. Yeah, that's true. And so I think because we're all walking through such a new experience and trying to figure out how do you handle an experience like this, Mm -hmm. uh, we're all, our first go is right now. Mm -hmm. And so while we have been learning and growing and some people just coping and Mm -hmm. some people just getting by, it's this... um, we're, none of us are very sure if we're doing it right or wrong. Mm-hmm. Or Yeah, that's true. And so there's this concept of this has felt like starting a new job and we have no idea what's going on. You know? Yeah, that's a really good point. It, navigating it has not – and there's no, there's no manual yeah. <laughs> to navigate it. I think I, I'm noticing a couple things both in people I know and out in public is that many people are super – super discouraged and worn down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Which I totally, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I empathize with them mm-hmm. in the sense I know why they're worn down. But then I also, just trying to be introspective, I, I'm not feeling that way. Mm-hmm. And I know a handful of people that are also not feeling that way. Yeah. Like we're feeling hopeful mm-hmm. and we're feeling joy. Yeah. And we're feeling inspired that God is on the move. Yes, he is. That it's, that something is happening in the spiritual realm mm-hmm. that we have these glimpses of mm-hmm. and that it's while it is the world around us is heavy and dark and discouraging mm-hmm. and disheartening and our favorite places are closed though some of them are opening mm-hmm. you know but but god yeah like he is moving and yeah. he is working on our behalf mm-hmm. and and so i think that's what we're going to kind of land on today is yeah. talking about that hope and i think before you click off this podcast, 
and want to just sit in your sulkiness, like hang with us and know that I believe there is a word of encouragement for someone here today. So Heather, you were just talking about um, something you read in Matthew. Yeah. And I'll get to that in a second. I think you made this statement earlier about, you know, so many people and us included for different things at different times, just want to throw the towel in and Mm -hmm. kind of just say like, oh, I'm just going to wait it out or I'm, you know, just got to get through this year. And yet I feel like this is the most exciting time possible to be alive. I mean, you need, you look at history and you look at all of the exciting things that you could have lived through in history, you know, the, the forming of our nation or, you know, being an Israelite and being set free from Egypt and then go, walking through the, the wilderness and then, you know, you're children getting to go into the promised land, like all of these crazy, crazy things. We're living in one of them. Right. And that has to be our perspective. Like our perspective should be, God, you've put me here for a reason. You've put me in this time in history to affect history, to affect the world for Jesus and the gospel. And and if we're walking around with our heads down and our shoulders slumped Mm -hmm. and not seeing the value of the time we live in, man, we're missing it. Yeah. And I know that a lot of people are feeling very discouraged. Yeah. And and like you said, it's understandable, but we have this hope. Yes. And that's, that's really what I want to share from Matthew. I was reading in the book of Matthew chapter 12 uh, a couple weeks ago, and Jesus has been healing people and they've been coming to him because they've heard of this man that's doing these these wonders and these miracles. And the Pharisees are, if, you, if you're not familiar with the Bible, the Pharisees are the religious leaders mm-hmm. of that day. So kind of equivalent to like theologians and pastors. And yeah. like they knew all of the stuff. All the law. They knew, they knew the scripture, the Old Testament scripture inside and out. Yeah. And and they did not like Jesus. Yeah. Like he came on the scene and messed up their controlled, perfect, religious theology mm-hmm. and way of living and mm-hmm. way of thinking about God. And Jesus goes and does this thing where he heals someone on the Sabbath, which was a big no-no. Like you weren't supposed to even pick grain on the Sabbath. Right. And Jesus just is like, nope, I'm doing it. Like I'm the son of man. I'm the son of God. I'm, I'm doing this. And he heals this man. And then it says this. It says the Pharisees called a meeting to plot how to kill Jesus. Yeah. And so here we've got Jesus, who's the man that we are as followers of him, as followers of Jesus, we're called to emulate him, right? We're called to live our lives like him, like his character, like the character of God, which you mentioned just a couple minutes ago before we got on the show. And people were plotting to kill him. Right. So what's Jesus do? Does he run away and hide and be like, oh, I'll just wait it out? No, he like goes on to the next town and does more miracles and does more miraculous acts that people are like, what is happening right now? You know, and, and we get this opportunity to do that, to emulate Jesus right Mm -hmm. now in this season, not to hold up and run away and hide and like pull the covers over our head and pretend like, oh, maybe if I just ignore it, everything will go away and it'll go back to normal. I don't think any, I don't think we should go back to normal. I think finally we're in a place in our society and specifically the church where we're at a crossroads. We get to choose. Do we go back to safe, easy, 
pretty comfortable lives or do we wake up and realize that this is our time? Yeah. And I love this scripture. It's actually prophecy from Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. And it's repeated in the book of Matthew. And it says, look at my servant whom I have chosen. He is my beloved who pleases me. So this is obviously God talking about Jesus. I will put my spirit upon him and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not fight or shout or raise his voice in public. He will not crush the weakest reed or put out a flickering candle. That's so good. Finally, he will cause justice to be victorious. And then this is the part that jumped out at me. And his name will be the hope of all the world. Yeah. And I think some of us need to write that on our mirrors, write that on sticky notes and put them on our car, Mm -hmm. write that and put it on our refrigerator so that we remember his name is the hope of the world. Yeah. We get this opportunity right now to say, the world might be burning down around me. I might hate what's going on in politics. I might hate the fact that, you know, all of my favorite stores are closed or I might hate this, but Jesus is the hope of the world. And that's where we get our hope from. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that, Heather. And I think it's such an important and timely reminder um, that especially around the holidays, we can tend to get distracted by the way the world acts, yeah. by the way the world yes. celebrates a holiday, yes. by the way the world um, filters information, mm-hmm. by the way the world responds to a situation. And we can, if we're not cautious, mm-hmm. we can slip into that very, very quickly. Yes. If we're not remembering, what right. is it? Matthew 12, 21? 21. 12, 21. That, oh, it's my son's birthday. That is cool. That Jesus is, his name. His name is the hope of yes. the world. And it makes me think of being little. We mm. were we were taught at a young age yeah. that hey, if you are ever in need, mm-hmm. you just say the name of Jesus out loud. Yeah. You say Jesus. Yes. And he will show up. He will rescue yes. you. And I remember being a young child. I mean, probably as young as 4 mm-hmm. and actually believing that mm-hmm. that was truth. Yes. Actually believing mm-hmm. that Man, if anything ever happens to me, you know, like as a four-year-old, like if someone ever steals me from my mom, mm-hmm. I know I can say the name of Jesus and yes. he will show up. Yes. And and now as an adult, I know even more so you still believe it. that it is yeah, truth. Right. And I'm teaching my four-year-old the yes. name of Jesus yes. is your hope. That is your only That's right. hope. But I think we as a we as a um society we as believers in Jesus mm-hmm. need reminded of that. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm kind of looking out and I'm seeing a lot of people who claim Jesus mm-hmm. walking around like Eeyore. Oh, yeah. Dragging Downtrodden. their feet. Yes. And 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 I'm I'm not discounting the hurt that people have walked through. Right. Like, I've walked through some of my own hurt this yes. year. But, like... Despondent. Do we believe that yes. he's the hope or do we not? Right. Like, we don't get to walk this line mm-hmm. of like, when everything's peachy keen, then God is so good. Right. And when life is full of crappiness, mm-hmm. then woe is me. Yeah. No. Like, He's the hope of the world no matter despite. what. Despite. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so I do feel like the temper tantrums need to stop. Yeah. Come on. And like, we need to start acting mm-hmm. like the character of God. Like, we need to be making him a proud father. Yeah. Right now. You know, you take yeah. your kids to dinner. This happened to me the other night. Your daughter was with us. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. 
my nephew Atlas was with, was with us. We had just dropped your daughter yeah. off yeah. and we went out to Mexican, our favorite Mexican local joint. And we're sitting there, you know, with four little ones yeah. and everyone's eating. And um, this couple across from us, there was two older couples eating and they looked over and they said, your kids are incredible. Mm. They have been so obedient. How old are they? Mm. You know, and we broke it down and uh, said, one of them's a nephew. And, but when we walked out, I said to the kids, I said, kids, they complimented you, but like that made mommy so proud of your yes. character. Yes. I said, it wasn't that they noticed that you were being good. It affected your heart. In a restaurant. Yes. I said, they noticed Jesus in you. Yeah. Um, they noticed you being kind to each other. Mm-hmm. Crosley, they noticed you putting Atlas's coat on. Mm-hmm. They noticed you serving one another and sharing and using kind words. I'm like, they noticed your character in mm-hmm. Jesus. I'm like, that's why I'm proud of you. Yeah. Not because you sat in a restaurant and acted nice, yeah. but because they saw Jesus in you. I'm yeah. like, that is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to be reminded of that yeah. as adults, yeah. as believers. Like yeah. the world is watching us right. right now. That's right. And we have never had more platform to show, do we actually believe and do we walk out who we say we believe in? Right. Or right. are we sitting on the sideline throwing a pity party like the world is? Yeah, it's so good. And his name, Jesus, will be, is the hope of the world. You know, that are you going to be despondent? Because you have this choice. You really do. You can be despondent, which is one of my daughter's spelling words this week, which is why it's in my head. <laughs> I don't know that I would That's normally use word. that word, but um, so good. I was, I've been thinking about it all day because yeah. it was the perfect word to describe what I feel like I'm seeing in yeah. people. Not just people who don't know Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm talking people who know better. Yes. People who know Jesus. Are you going to be despondent or are you going to be like Daniel? Yeah. Who, in spite of the law that was cast in the in Babylon, in the city where he was in exile, not in the city where he was lavished with easy and easy life. We're talking about this young man, this man at this at this point. He was in exile yeah. in Babylon. Yeah. He was a captive. He could not leave. Mm-hmm. Okay, and this law is passed that he no longer you can no longer pray to any god except this false god, this idol. Yeah. What does Daniel do? He does the same thing that he has done every single day he's been there, three times a day. He goes into his room, he opens the window. Mm-hmm. He doesn't do it in secret. He <laughs> opens the window and he prays to God, just yeah. like he has done every single day. Yeah. He does not change his discipline because mm-hmm. a law has said otherwise. Here's the problem, Heidi. Not many people mm-hmm. have the disciplines already in place, and that's why they're despondent. Yeah. You know, they might say like, God's in control or I trust God, but they're not calling upon the name of Jesus. And because those disciplines aren't in place, they're crumbling under the weight and under the captivity of this world right now. Yeah. And so we get to choose. Mm -hmm. Like there's always a new beginning right around the corner. And the Bible says God will make all things new. You can start right now making this new in your life. Mm -hmm. You can say, today I changed my attitude. Today I lift my head up. Today I cast my eyes up to my heavenly father, up to Jesus. I put my eyes on Jesus. And you can completely change your perspective. But it it is only Jesus. Jesus is the only hope of the world. It's not a president. It's not a senate. It is not... Um, 
whether your church doors are open or not. Mm. It is truly Jesus. And you are the only person that gets to to decide how you respond. Are you going to be despondent or are you going to have your eyes fixed on Jesus and say, I am so glad to be alive right now? Mm. It's so good. We're in a series at church talking about heaven and the reality of what eternity is going to look like. Mm -hmm. Not this like cheap theology, as one of our preachers said last night, cheap theology that most of us have been exposed to for all of our lives. But this is a real thing. And I really believe last night I was sitting listening to this young woman preach and it hit me. I believe this is an is a huge testing ground. Yeah. Oh yeah. For those that will and yeah. will not be in eternity. Yeah. I absolutely believe that faith is being shifted mm-hmm. right now and and there are people by the masses mm-hmm. that are falling away. Yeah. And so I guess like just boldly I want to ask you listener like are you falling away? Yeah. Like are you looking at all of the things surrounding mm-hmm. our society? Maybe you've gone through horrible things like losing your job, mm-hmm. losing your home. Or losing a loved one. Losing a loved one. Like those are all things that I would not wish on anybody. But despite the reality of what we're all in, this, like our home mm-hmm. is with Jesus. Yeah. And the Bible makes it so clear that he's going to bring heaven to earth mm-hmm. and he's going to redeem all of it. And so... No matter what you're walking through, Jesus is going to redeem it. Yeah. And this isn't the final no. decision. No. This is not the final chapter. Right. Like the enemy doesn't win in no. your life no. unless you want him to. Right. And we get this opportunity right now to show people that. Right. By how we respond. I mean, it's more of a testimony for people to meet Jesus, for them seeing how we live our lives than it is for them, for us to give them the Romans road. You know, I was thinking about this, which the Romans road is basically just a very Christianese way of telling people about Jesus Jesus based on (laughs) verses in Romans. Right. Um, I was thinking about this the other day. Okay. So the apostles... They were the the disciples of Jesus before Jesus went back up to heaven, but then they became the apostles who spread the gospel all over their region, which then spread all over the world. Incredible that 11 men did that. Yeah. Um, ripple. Talk about a ripple effect. No kidding. We're still doing it today no because of them. No kidding. It's just incredible when you think about their legacy. Um, but here's here's what I was thinking. They did not have the New Testament. They didn't have Romans. Yeah. What, what they were doing was they were going out and sharing their experiences yeah. of Jesus. Mm. They didn't have verses. They didn't, I mean, they wrote the verses. Right. Right, that we use. They had the memories of Jesus speaking these they things. They had experiences with yeah. Jesus that they went out and said, this is Jesus. This is what happened to me because of Jesus. Yeah. That is what we do with people. Yeah. That is how we win souls. That mm-hmm. is how we make sure our friends and our family and our loved ones and our neighbors and our coworkers are going to be in eternity. Yeah. And I would highly recommend you go into church214.org, our podcast, and listen to our afterlife series mm-hmm. because it might change your perspective of heaven. I mean, it's some it's some teaching that I've not heard a lot of in and churches. It, it makes you think. Like, it makes you think. Do I believe that? Mm-hmm. Do I Am I believing in mm-hmm. the right eternity? Yeah, that's right. You know, and it 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 makes it real. And it's not that cheap theology that yeah. honestly the church has done a horrible job of teaching about heaven. I believe it's 
some of the devil's work Mm -hmm. that he has not wanted us to talk about Mm -hmm. heaven because it makes us want it too much Mm -hmm. and it'll make us get our friends and family, help our friends and family find it, find eternity. But this, this girl that was preaching, you know, she's 25 years old and she's walked through hell this year. She Mm -hmm. lost her young brother, Mm -hmm. um, who went to be with Jesus Mm -hmm. this few months ago. And she at the end, so she has walked through some of the hardest things you can possibly walk through in life. And at the end of her message, she said, I want the fullest life I could possibly have here on earth. Mm -hmm. It's because her eyes are fixed on Jesus. Despite her circumstances, she isn't, not every day is great for her, Mm -hmm. but she still wants the fullness. She sees what an opportunity we have and that our hope is Jesus and heaven. And I just cannot, you know, there's a verse in the Bible that says that we will use our heel will crush the serpent Satan's mm-hmm. head. And that to me was such a beautiful picture of we have this opportunity to crush the head of Satan right now with our response in this season. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it has to be asked. The question has to be asked because I believe that many will fall away during yeah. this time and many have, and many are. Mm-hmm. And we have to be the ones that see it for what it is Mm -hmm. that this is a trial. Like Mm -hmm. I remember being little and the adults in my world would say like, man, I'm just really walking through this trial. And they might've been talking about a toothache or a spiritual battle or a broken marriage. Mm -hmm. It was a hardship. Mm -hmm. Like we're walking through a hardship that is going to either bring us even closer to Jesus or align us with the enemy. And there's not a middle ground. Mm-mm. Like that's, I think that's the thing that we Christians have to understand. The middle ground is what Jesus calls lukewarm. God yeah. says, like, if you are lukewarm, I will have to spit you out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. I, I literally, you gave me a book to read. And it talks about this man who has a death experience. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a novel, mm-hmm. but it's still, it's Christian based. Mm-hmm. And he has this death experience and he literally is in the grip of mm-hmm. demons. Yeah. And he ends up having an actual wound on his leg because he has literally been in hell. And he remembers a friend talking to him about Jesus and he cries out to Jesus. And he said a voice and light and a hand reached into hell and pulled him out and saves him. Mm-hmm. And he's revived. He lives. And the doctors are all completely confused why he's got this leg injury because he had a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And he says, I was in the grip of demons mm-hmm. and Jesus saved me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and while it's a novel, I thought that is what's happening right yes, now absolutely. to society. Friends, we are in the grip of demons. And your responsibility is to take Matthew 12, 21 at its word mm-hmm. and to know that his name will be the hope of your world. Yes. Like his name, the name of Jesus is the only hope we have. Mm-hmm. And it could be so much worse. Yeah. Like we could be yeah. so much worse off. Yeah. But you have to choose it too, right, yeah. Heidi? Like you can't just think like, well, it'll all work out. No, you choose Jesus. Yes. You're talking about the being lukewarm. You're either, Jesus says, I'd rather you either be hot or cold. Mm-hmm. None of this in between stuff. There are way too many, probably many of you listening right now that are lukewarm. Yeah. And it is time. It is time to choose. I'm yeah. hot or I'm cold. Yeah. You know, we sing this song at church right now called Refiner. Mm-hmm. And I was singing it in the 
shower the other day and I'm just like belting it out in the shower, you know, having a good old time thinking my voice sounds awesome, <laughs> which it doesn't, but in the shower it always sounds better. It's <laughs> good acoustics. And all of a sudden I was like, oh my goodness, this line. And I, I stopped and I thought, because I kind of have this unwritten rule with myself that I, I don't want to sing something that I don't actually mean mm-hmm. because that's fake and I don't want to be fake, especially with the Lord. Well, and you know? actually, when we're singing, we're actually prophesying. We're right. Like things into existence. Yes. And I don't, I don't want to tell the Lord things that I don't actually mean. Like yeah. I don't want to make a covenant with him that I'm not, I can't fulfill. Yeah. yeah. Right. So it, the line is this, I want to be tried by fire, purified. You take whatever you desire. Lord, here's my life. Hmm. And I was like, uh, tried by fire is not a fun thing. Bold words. Like it is a <laughs> painful, yeah. stripping away, taking out the impurities yeah. process. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm saying, so I, I had to ask myself this question. Okay, I'm singing this, Lord. I don't want it to just be a song that I sing. I want to sing it if I mean it. Mm-hmm. I want to be tried by fire, purified. You take whatever you desire. And I was like, what if that costs me the things that I really want to keep? Yeah. Yeah. And I had to do some inner soul work mm-hmm. to go, do I really believe that? That's what this season is requiring, Heidi. Mm-hmm. It's requiring us to go, do I want to be tried by fire or am I going to play it safe? Am yeah. I just going to kind of sit on the sidelines and wait for God to show up mm-hmm. and hope for the best? Yeah. And that is not the life I want to live. No. I want to be the Daniel that throws open his windows and says, I'm going to keep doing the things God has called me to do to be faithful to him. Yeah. I want to be the Esther that says, I have been put in this position for such a time as this to impact my entire nation. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah. So you might be sitting here listening and thinking, wow, I I actually want what they're talking about. I want those things. But how do I get there? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? And I think Heather practically, another young woman got on our stage last night at church. Yeah. And she talked about the importance of true repentance. Yeah. And I loved, she didn't get up and preach at people, she got up and shared her own personal story and said, Mm -hmm. today I had to do some repenting. And I thought, what an impact Mm -hmm. for her to be given leadership Mm -hmm. in this church Mm -hmm. and over certain groups of people, but also be humble enough to say, like, I had to repent today, like people that she leads. And um, I think that that's where it starts, Mm -hmm. is you as a listener, if you're going, man, like, I want that. Mm -hmm. Like, I want what they're talking about. It starts with repentance. Mm-hmm. And and I don't maybe you already know Jesus. So mm-hmm. but maybe it's a turning back to him again. Yeah. Yeah. And and I think we all need that yeah. really truly every day. Every day. Um if you're human, every day there's something you probably could repent to Jesus over. I told a friend the other day, because they were asking what were their next steps? And I said, Your next steps are to lay your face on the ground. Mm. Like put your face in the carpet. <laughs> And cry out to God. Yeah. Like do a physical act yeah. of submission to Humble. the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Where your face is in the carpet and you are repenting yeah. of all this junk. Mm-hmm. And I and I think you're right, Heidi. Like we have to do that. That extreme, maybe not every day, mm-hmm. but we have to, our heart has to be in the posture. We're saying, God, what? Mm-hmm. What in me? And you might have to ask the Holy Spirit, what in me do I need to repent of today? Mm-hmm. What in me is not of you? Yeah. 
you know, and it's, so it's that, yes, a hundred percent. And then it, it, it's that refiner's fire. It's, it's asking the Lord to take out, take what he wants yeah. out of you. And I think, you know, the Lord talks a lot about the, the fear of the Lord. It's not being afraid of the Lord. Mm. It's being afraid to be a, without yes. him. Yes. And I think to remember too, this statement, this thought's been on my mind a lot. Like God is such a good father. Yeah. You know, he's not, He's not sitting up there like waiting for you to be like, God, take whatever you need. And then he's like, ha, bam, I'm going to take it all. Yeah. You know, he's not like that. No, That's not. not his no. character. That's no. not who he is. No. He loves us more than we can even yeah. begin to fathom. Yeah. And so it's that that tenderness of just like a parent and a child when the child's like, hey, I think I messed up. Yeah. And it's like, okay, come here. Let, Let me, me love you. Let me my arms around you. Let me love you through this. Yeah. And yeah, we might have to walk a couple hard things, yeah. but like, we'll get through this. Yeah. That is so the goodness good. of God. Yeah. And so as you say, like, God, try me by fire. Yeah. Like, I want to be tried by you. Don't walk into it with yeah. fear. No. Because he's, he's going to lead you. He's not coming down with a hammer. He's no. coming down with love and tenderness and yeah. mercy. Yeah. And and conviction. Yeah. But the conviction of the Holy Spirit is such a sweet thing mm-hmm. when your heart is in the right posture. Right. So the other night at church, I was... um. I was praying and I was singing and I felt the Lord give me this, this vision and a word. And I, I wasn't exactly sure. I felt like it was for our church, but in that moment, it wasn't appropriate for me to say it from the stage. I, I wasn't in that, um, I wasn't on stage and with a microphone. And so, but as we were just talking right now, Heidi, I really, I feel like it's also maybe a word for our listeners. Mm. You know, not only is our God, the Father, someone who will receive us back and forgive us and and wrap his arms around us. He's also a good, good father that loves to give us good gifts to his children. Yeah. You know, scripture says that he loves to give good gifts to his children. Mm-hmm. Just like you, if you're a parent, love to give gifts to your kids. You know, we've got two, my, both of my kids have birthdays in December and we have Christmas. And so my whole December is like trying to figure out all the gifts. <laughs> and it's a lot of gifts. It is. And it's a lot, but I love it. Mm-hmm. I love to give gifts because I'm like, this is going to make them so happy. This is going to be so, um, they need this. Mm-hmm. They need this gift. Mm-hmm. They're going to love this. This is going to fit their personality. They'll know that you thought of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's how God is with us. And so this is the vision that I had. I, I saw in my mind, I saw God with boxes, really pretty boxes that were wrapped up and he was handing to the, them to people and they were boxes of faith. Hmm. And he was just handing them out, hmm. you know, just like a, a parent just hands out gifts to their kids at Christmas time. And I really do feel like God has these boxes of faith that hmm. he's wanting to hand out to people. Right now, there's so much fear. And we talk a lot about like faith instead of fear. You know, there's yeah. so much fear out there. But God said, I want to give you this gift because you need this and this is going to help you out. Yeah. And he's willing and ready and you just have to ask him. And so that that would be my, my challenge to you is, do you need faith right now? Mm. Do you need faith to believe that Jesus, his name will be the hope of the world, the hope of your world? Yeah. Ask him for that. Say, yeah. give me that faith to believe that. And he will. Yes. He's there right now waiting to hand you that gift, that yeah. box of faith. That's so good. I think that we will absolutely look back on this time and we will see the goodness of God. Yeah. I think that we will tell our children about this time. Absolutely. And we will see the goodness of God. You know, I think that the Israelites Mm -hmm. walked through their physical hell, being Mm -hmm. in bondage, Mm -hmm. but then being set free and seeing miracle after miracle. And I promise you, they told their children Mm -hmm. about what they walked through. And so um, let's, 
look for the good. Yeah. Look for, we should be setting up stones of remembrance, yeah. just like the Israelites yeah, did, did, to go, man, do you remember how good God was in that season? Right. Um, I, I make a practice every day of writing down what I'm reading in God's word, not out of religion, mm-hmm. but out of memory. Yeah. You know, like I don't ever want to forget what God spoke to me today. Yeah. You know, on, on 12, 12, 20, mm-hmm. I do not want to forget what God spoke to me. So I write it down, mm-hmm. even if it feels kind of random or like, mm-hmm. why, why that God? Yeah. And every time I look back, it makes so much sense. Yeah. It's like, wow, God, God knew what I was getting ready to step into. And so yeah. he prepared me. He handed me the stone so I could remember yeah, that's right. that he was going to be good to yeah. me. And so write those things down that God's doing in your life so that you can reflect on it, so you can tell your kids about it, yeah. so you can tell people around you about it, yeah. and then don't be ashamed of it. Right. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. That's right. This is the time in history that you personally are walking through, that we are walking through. People need Jesus. Yeah. And you might be the only person that ever speaks the name of Jesus to them in the right setting, yeah. in, in the right honor that it deserves. And... um you know, we we talk about heaven is real, but so is hell. Yeah, that's right. And you've got to think like these people around me, do I really want mm-hmm. to stand before God and go, God, man, I never told my neighbor and I knew I should have, or but I never did. My neighbor never saw it in me because I had my head down. Yes. Because I was despondent. Yes. Because I acted like the world was on fire yep. and did not have the hope of Jesus showing up on my face and yeah. in my actions. Yeah. So good. (laughs) Well, now that we're done preaching. That's a wrap. (laughs) You know, it's just life is too short, Heidi, for us to just talk about silk pillowcases and unicorns. (laughs) I don't know. True. It's just the two fluffy things that came to my mind. Hey. Actually, the reason silk pillowcases came to my mind is because my daughter, who has long blonde hair, it's very, very long right now. She's never had trouble with this ever in her life. And right now she's getting massive rat's nests. So she needs right a here. silk pillowcase. And like, <laughs> I I have no idea what to do about it. Okay. So if any of you know how to handle that, please <laughs> let me know because it's literally ruin, ruining my day. <laughs> okay. And there you have the H&A show. We can go hellfire and brimstone and we can talk about silk pillowcases. I love it. That's good. That's life, though, Real isn't life. it? It is. That I think that's how a conversation in life should be. Yep. The ebbs and flows, the the heavy, the deep, and the I mean, normal life things too. Rat's nests out of your daughter's hair is a little bit of hell. It can cause some hell. It's, it's real bad. Yeah. It's real bad. Yeah. Um. So I'll take all the tips on that. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Hopefully they didn't turn this off halfway through. They may have. They may have. But but you, you know, know what? what? We do this for the one. For the one for set the one of ears person, that needs to hear. The one person it. that says that, that's what I needed to hear today. Yeah. So we love you. Reach out to us. Um, let us know how God is moving in your life. We want to hear those testimonies. Yeah. You know, those testimonies that we can then declare to the world and and prophesy um, of the goodness of God. Yeah. And that's that changes lives. So thank you for listening. You can find us on Instagram at the H&H Hour and at Gmail at the h and hour at gmail.com. That's right. You can do all the things. <laughs> all the things. <laughs> Friends, have a Merry Christmas. We will chat to you next time. <laughs>